Fields again going over the middle and intercepted. Intercepted by Indiana's Jamar Johnson. Ramsey looking his way. Fillier has a step. Makes the catch. Touchdown. And he's intercepted. Indiana with the return. And the Hoosiers have daylight. Touchdown, Indiana, Jamar Johnson. Dennis going for the end zone again for Fillier. And what Fillier hauls it in. Let's talk transfers. If we can't beat you, we'll just steal your defensive end. This is the LEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg, and you can follow me on Twitter at Bragley. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally. Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? College football officially over. Uh, we're waiting on some names. Uh, excited to talk it uh, through with you. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's transfer time. Transfer in, transfer out. Um, we'll do a recruiting class thing, I think, a little bit later. Um, next pod will be our senior our season review. Um, but right now, let's talk about some... Uh, some, some big of the decisions. Big I mean, decisions. both both going both ways. Um, big big players leaving. Uh, one staying. Um, and then we've got a couple. It's honestly in the most week. surprising. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I I agree. Um, let's talk about the levers. Uh, let's talk. Let me start. Let me start. If you don't mind. Go ahead. Floor is yours. I'm going to try. They can't see me, obviously, in the pod, but I'm trying not to cry. Um, my best favorite player, my best bud, is leaving. Um, it's good for him. I mean, if he he goes anywhere but the Colts, I probably won't really care anymore. But uh, it's Jamar Johnson is on his way out, which is awesome. Um where do you think I, he goes? Not, uh, we'll get, we'll get into this coming up, you know, after the combine and everything. I think because of his ball hawk skills, he could work himself into a day two pick. That's what I was going to say. I'm now not a, great now at projecting. A late, now a late date. I mean, so for 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 people that don't you know don't follow the draft or don't know what that means, uh, day one is done on Thursday night, just the first round. Uh, day two is second and third round on Friday night. And then Saturday is fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yep. So um, I think most that I saw have him in anywhere from fourth or sixth. But again, I think he probably has amazing tape. There could be all, you hear it a lot in basketball, but I think it's the same in football. You could have a team just fall in love with you. And that's why I think he could be a, a late day two. Yeah, this is probably lazy, and I just kind of came up with a comparison right now just thinking about um, the Colts. But, you know, we took um, Blackman from Utah, who was ranked as the second best safety coming out of that out of that team, out of Utah. Um, it wasn't projected until fourth, fifth round. We took him, oh, man, I can't remember right now, but I want to say it was either late second or very, very early third round. Um and got demolished for him. And now this kid's he's up for rookie defensive player of the year. He's um, probably not going to win it, but he's up there and he's, he's yeah, he'll be on rookie um, all rookie teams and all that stuff. And um, 
I'm not saying that's what Jamar Johnson's going to do. That's what I, my heart wants him to do. And that's my dude, man. Like that dude has been a playmaker since the second he took the field um, and really got a lot of that playing time. And I think that really started out at Rutgers. That was his first big pick. I remember um, in the know, Gator Bowl when he monster arrived, picks. arrived yeah. like, yeah. like Gator, when, when he made that, that pick six in the Gator Bowl, like you always loved him and raved about him. And, you know, I think our secondary um, wasn't obviously wasn't what it was this year, but you know, safety was had a bunch of question marks. That's the play where I think he arrived, and he just never left left uh, his foot off the the pedal from that. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think he really came came to the the forefront against Purdue. Um, oh, he had yeah. an interception on that first drive, and I think he had another interception a little bit later on in the game too. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be really sad to miss him. Um, Where is he in your all-time Hoosiers? And who, 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 so let me guess. Can I guess who your all-time favorite Hoosier? Is yeah. it Tevin Coleman? No. Is it Randall L? Second, yeah. Antoine. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, he's number For one. reasons. <laughs> I actually have a Randall L Steelers jersey in my closet. Weird enough. Um, yeah, that he, he's the reason he's the whole reason behind me following IU football. Um, so he's number one. And then number two, very close behind is, is Tevin Tico. My dog's named after him. So it's, uh, he's, he's clearly up there. I'd say Jamar's probably top five. He's probably number three, number three or four. Uh, the next guy I'm sure we're about to talk about that's leaving is Right there with him. Three, four, five. Who is it, Brandon? Oh, you're not going to say WAP is up there for you, is he? Yeah. Whopper? I love I like Whopper. Whopper that much. Man, how many wide receivers we've had. That's that's a little interesting. I just like the number ones, man. The little guy, Shane Wynn. Love Shane Wynn. Love Shane Wynn. Shout out Shane Wynn. I don't know his Twitter handle. We talk on Twitter every now and then. It's all good. No big deal. You yeah, I mean, uh, WAP was WAP. I thought he would come back because I thought he actually had a disappointing year compared to expectations. Now, if you look at actual production, I think a lot of people would take his production, but, you know, I think he actually became, you know, the second, third choice in, in that wide receiver room. So I would have thought he would have came back one more for a full season with Penix. I think a full season with Penix and with the hype they're going to get in the off season and the accolades he could have probably got with, with quite a bit of wide receivers leaving um, the big 10, I would have thought it would have been a huge opportunity for him to come back, but um, I, I can understand him going. Um, it was, it was a bummer to see, but uh, it's, it's a position that we're deep in, um, you know, according to, to some football writers, we're looking for a transfer wide receiver, which I think is interesting. Um, but I think at his position in the slot, we, um, I don't know if we can hundred percent, fill his shoes but i think we got dudes that can by committee fill his shoes well that's why i think it's it's a perfect transition and my whole um my whole reasoning and, and my thought process is you know ty fry says he's going to come back that's I the mean, biggest that was that shocked the world which i guess we'll get to that the I IU just, world. if anybody didn't know that i guess i just ruined that surprise that was coming up but yeah. um so so he waits until he he says he's coming back and then, you know, he goes, and then the other kid uh, that never saw the field, really, Jordan Jakes, he's gone to. 
So we've lost, and then Rayshon Williams a little bit, who never saw the field either. We lost a little bit of depth at wide receiver. I think if we bring anybody in, it's literally just for depth. I don't think it's going to be anybody that's going to make a big difference. Well, so, so let's look at that. Who We got We got uh, uh, Ty Fry and uh, Miles Marshall on the outside, right? Yeah. Um, you know, followed by probably Hewitt and Swinton behind there. So on the outside, yeah. On the outside. There's your four dudes on the outside. And then, and then you have um, on, on the inside, you have Matthews. Um, Ellis, if the coaches listen to this podcast, they'll, they'll move Ellis into the slot. Um, and then, and then again, um, all the rest of the guys are over six foot. So I'm not sure who exactly. So maybe we do need a slot guy. Maybe, maybe I'm talking myself into us needing another, another one, because that's really only, um, that's really only two guys in, in Matthews and Ellis that can line up in the slot. Can Deshaun Brown? He's he's a fast guy, right? He's played a little bit. He played a little bit this year. Um, he's a fast kid. Yeah, he's a playmaker. He's one of those uh, quarterbacks in high school, small uh, division in Wisconsin, state champion, I think, um, or Mr. Football in Wisconsin. Definitely Mr. Football in Wisconsin. I do know that. Um, that kid, that kid's a playmaker. Um, let me so, look yeah, he, here. He, I saw that they moved slot, Gary Cooper. They moved Gary Cooper over to wide receiver, which I thought was weird. Dude, he's got a um, body, 6'2", 235. I mean, dude. just Deshaun set him up Brown. for fades in the in the end zone. Deshaun Brown's 6'2". I don't – It Would Swinton Would Swinton line up in the inside? I thought Swinton's he played big. outside. Swinton's yeah. outside. He's, he's big. Yeah, he's uh, – that's what he's I thought. He's a big 6'1". Um, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Jacques Smith. Nothing. Other than he's the top recruit in the class, but – I know nothing. I don't know if he's a speed guy. I don't know. From what I understand, from what I've read, he's not He's not a top-end speed guy um, or quick little jittery wide receiver, I mean. I think Hewitt can play in the slot. I do. I, don't th- I know that he's played outside a little bit, but if you remember those catches he made against Penn State in that, that final drive in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were across the middle. Lined, that was yeah. huge. Yeah, was, he was lined was up in the slot there. Where he, he jumped up in the middle. Was that a, I don't know if it was a safety or a linebacker, but he took a pop and held onto that ball. Yeah. And that was that was unbelievable. Yeah, he's got to get that helmet fixed. But I can't believe I remember those things with as drunk as I was. <laughs> Steel trap, well, baby. Steel trap. Well, you know, you know us. You know, we beat Penn State, so we have to go back and rewatch it about 100 times and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I mean, I haven't so. watched it three. Uh, so. Me too. Twice, I think. Um, okay, some other just you know, one other important player. I don't think he's that important. You think he's important? I don't think he's that important. Is is Harry Kreider's leaving? Um, you've got depth there. You've got the uh, um, goodness gracious, I can't think of his name. Uh, the dude coming in from Michigan that can fill right in where he was. Zach um, Carpenter. Yeah, and you've got Michael Kadick or Kadick, however you say his last name. He got some run this year a little bit. There's just bit. not a lot of experience. There's a lot of guys. There isn't a lot of experience. I like, think I think you're okay. I think you're okay there. Again, like the the this kid from Chicago, Mer, Merazas, Mer, I don't know however you say his name. You know, he's he's there. He's been in the program for a while. Mackenzie Nora is, you know, he's sticking around. He's a guy that's staying. Britt Berry, we've heard a lot, but it's just not a lot of experience. Yeah. So I, I would have liked Kreider come come for that. But, I mean, if you look at it, we have seven guys that will be, um, uh, you know, either 
freshmen, sophomores, or redshirt sophomores. Yeah, and so. you've got some. I know that you talked about experience, but you've got some big time people coming in now. They may not have the. You know, you're not going to get those really high star um, offensive line recruits. They don't just happen that often, and it doesn't really matter anyways. But our tackles are just set up so much better. Like I yeah. love our. I love our outside. Well, I I love this. I love Fia Cable. I don't know if you've listened to the way that Tom Allen talks about him or Hagen talks about him. Or not Hagen. Uh, God. No, we don't talk about him anymore. Hagen's going to Purdue. Hagen's um, at Purdue after he ditched to go to Texas. What? You know, I mean, what is his name? Who's our offensive line guy? Um, damn it. He's like a roly-poly of a dude. God, I hope we don't. Um, I, that's probably a compliment to him. But either way, he loves him uh, and lo- loved him on the, the incoming class. Um conference that they did he's a big dude dude six four 300 pounds coming in at 18 years old um I and, think and tom allen will play you i mean look what yeah. they did with benson and uh because benson came in and started bedford came in bedford bedford was um, a game changer yeah again i just love our tackles i mean you got jones bradbury haggard rafferty benson sales i mean Who's that's bradbury um he was a transfer that came in a juco guy I, how do I not know about this guy? I'm just now seeing him. Yes. What the fudge? Yeah. Oh, from San Jose State. No, yep. he went to Rivers, no, no. Riverside. No, he came from San Jose State to us. Either way, he's a guy with experience. Yeah. Um, Juco first, San Jose State, and then to us. What an idiot, dude. San Jose State was undefeated. Then got beat by Ball State. Chirp, chirp. They're ranked. Preseason ranked. AP third. Yeah. Yeah. It's on that. Yep. Um, all right. Whatever. The other people there, Tramel Reese, Jordan Jakes, we talked about. Um who Javon else? Swan. Javon just, Swan. Just breaking we, news. Yeah. Um, I, I that, knew yeah, that we, was saw that I, yeah. we saw that coming. Yeah. That's just a mature dude. That he was I mean, obviously four years at Stanford and then he comes home for a season and I I never thought he would stay. Um um, I don't know. I mean, Hayden Whitehead, I can't believe he would stay again. Um, he's, he's 25, maybe 26. We don't know. He's from Australia. We don't know how old those Australians are for real. Right? Uh, but he's seriously, he's seriously old. Um, so, you know, I mean, with, with, uh, with he's another Aussie come, uh, a lot of people are younger than us. <laughs> uh, uh and when we got the other Aussie to, to backfill him. Yeah. So. Evans, James. James Evans. It's more British. I don't know. Same thing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, again, um, the, the, obviously the biggest one for me, again, I think, I think Kreider is probably the biggest loss. I think, well, obviously Jamar, like, okay, that's obvious. Jamar Johnson, biggest loss. No doubt. You, you, I I'd say Kreider is also significant. You, you seem to think outside of Jamar, we have players on the roster that are as good or better. To backfill him. To backfill all the guys other than Jamar. Yes. I don't think we can backfill Jamar Johnson. The one good thing is there is a ton of experience behind him. A ton. Including uh, Raheem Wayne coming back. And then I guess if you want to throw Marcelino. Marcelino kind of played his position. He's a Husky. He's a Husky. But that's the thing about Jamar is Jamar could play anywhere. Jamar played in a Husky position. Jamar played free safety. He played strong. He can play anywhere. It doesn't matter. Just a playmaker. God, I'm going to miss that dude. 
I don't even know him. He like looks at my wife's Instagram stories. So I feel super connected to him. And I love his hair. He just swagged out, dude. Makes big plays. Primetime players make primetime plays. Yeah. Except for that fumble against Ohio State. That was huge on the return. <laughs> but we didn't lose that game because of him. Yeah, David. Leave him alone. <laughs> Again, I mean, uh, do you, so we'll likely see more people go into the portal. I think it's still pretty early. Um, but man, let's again. do some speculation real quick. Let's do yep. some speculation. Okay. Yep. So start on offense. Who, who do you think on offense could go? We've talked about it once portal or leave early. Let's portal. do that. We'll do portal or leave early. Pick one from each side of the ball. Okay. I think Samson James is still a candidate. Yes. I, I see a very, very bright future for him. I think he is an absolute stud. I think he had some stuff that I have zero knowledge about. I'm going to say this on the front end, zero knowledge about it, other than what Tom Allen has talked about on his radio show or a press conference. He had some off-the-field things going on, nothing legal from what I understand, just some family issues. Um, that can really mess with your head a little bit. You know, he missed three weeks, I think. Um, and so he got you know, a little bit off of his game. And then we had the COVID stuff going on. And so he didn't play for a month and a half. And then he looked, he looked like he hadn't played for a month and a half against Ole Miss. So I think he's a stud. I think if he stays, waits out Stevie one more year, he's got number one running back all over him, Tim Baldwin behind him. And we're, we're running all over people in 22. What do you think? Yeah, I mean that's that's the obvious one. I, our tight end room's pretty stacked, but nobody—that's not sexy to say like TJ Ivy's gonna transfer or, or anything like that. So I'm gonna go and take a flyer and say Dexter Williams transfers. Um, we, we didn't give him we didn't give him any run. Tuttle is clearly the number two, and we have McCulley coming in. Um, so you know, I, I think I think maybe Dexter Williams kind of sees the the writing on the wall, especially with us recruiting. Trace Jackson Davis's son so heavily for 2022. Um, I can see Dexter Williams kind of saying, Hey, you know, you didn't play me over a hurt Tuttle. Um, I'm clearly not in the picture for a while now because, you know, you got Penix for two more years, Tuttle for two more years. Does he want to sit on the bench and wait three more years to start as a senior? Um, so as much as I like what Dexter Williams brings, I think it's a crowded room with a lot of eligibility left and us targeting some, some high profile guys. So, uh, I guess, I guess my, my guess would be, uh, Dexter Williams. Yeah. I think that's some low hanging fruit. It's a soft pick. I would rather go with TJ Ivy. I mean, you went with the obvious one. I don't think any more wide receivers leave and I don't know enough about any linemen. Like it's a pretty stacked tackle room. Um, so, you know, I could see maybe, I don't know, somebody like, you know, Caleb Jones or, or Wigington or something like that leaving. Um, I can't but, see Jones leaving. Jones is what? He's going to be a senior. Yeah. So I grad I, transfer I, I back to the him. South. I don't know. Caleb Jones? Yeah. Caleb Jones from Indy, Bob. Oh, is he? <laughs> He's from, uh, is he from LN. LC LN? or LN. One of the two. Yeah. LN. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you never know about offensive linemen. 
Yeah. All right, let's move to defense. Yeah, defense. Think- all right, all right, all right. Possible player. You go ahead. Uh, Looking again kind of at the stacked safety room, and I'm saying this for selfish purposes because I, I really like the young guys we have. I think maybe Fitzgerald goes um, and, and, and leaves the program, um, especially with, with this year not counting. So he would have two years left to play. Uh, I think, I think he goes somewhere and potentially as a, as a junior again. Um, I just really like what we have in, in Burgess and monster Matthews and ball and lane, both coming back and Noah Pierre got run and Bryson bonds got run. And I really like uh, our freshmen and, and Freeman and Greer, uh, so I think B fits, uh, kind of saw he was on the outside looking in, um, throughout this season and possibly, I think we have the, the younger players to kind of phase him out. So I'm, I'm saying, uh, Fitzgerald as, as my potential portal guy. Okay. I mean, I can see it. I just don't think you like him. I think you're kind of pushing <laughs> him out the door. More is that a creaning? Is that, is that a creaning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just sitting here kind of, uh, flipping through a couple things. I've got two and I won't spend much time on them so we can get, so we can move on. But, um, some two, two that came in in the same class, two high end recruits, neither one of them has seen much play in, in Bo Robbins and, and, um, Cam Williams. Bo, Bo Robbins would got like player practice player of the year a lot. Did he? Um, yeah, I mean, he, he was repeatedly talked about to um, uh, from Tom Allen. So What's the I one just, thing we're missing on defense? What is the one thing we missed all year? Ed Rusher, for yeah. sure. Where the fuck? Sorry. Yep. Where where was he? Yep. No, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. But yeah, if you go back and look at, you know, uh, practice player of the week, which is award he gives right along with offense, defense, and special teams. He won it two or three, maybe four times. I, I agree with Cam Williams though. Um, it, it is a, a, a young experienced group. Um, the only reason I maybe wouldn't see it is because there really isn't anyone behind him to jump. When yeah. I look at, when I look at guys leaving, it's, it's because, you know, they, they have guys younger than them jumping them. I'm just so, thinking about a high end recruit. Somebody that coming out of high school is projected um, as a, an early day three guy in the NFL. It, he hasn't even seen the field. I mean, maybe he's played a little bit, but he hasn't. I mean, look at everybody in front of him. Cam Jones, my opinion, stud. Aaron Casey, stud. DK Bonham, stud. And then you got Cam. What, what, I mean, he's going to have to wait maybe one more year. I guess when Cam goes first round next year, um, so yeah, I mean he's you're still not going to say anything a... about it. You're just going to let me see that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think Cam will. I mean, again, if if I was the coach and I was him, he's in line to start his junior and senior year for yeah. two extremely good IU teams. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he's still two years away from, or he, yeah, he's still two years away from being one year away. So um, maybe I just forgot about him and just assumed he was going to leave. I don't know. It's, 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 uh, I like Cam Williams. I'm, I'm not on there for Bo Robbins simply because of uh, the love that he got. All right. We don't cool. Need to let's, pick let's, let's, yeah, let's go talk Ty. Let's talk Ty. Um, let's talk Ty. And Jack talked Ty good. 
<laughs> Jock tack tack, real good. Uh, great meet the parents reference. Uh, again, I think he's going to come in first team all Big Ten. He's going to come in potentially, you know, maybe third team all American um, coming in. I, I think it was a brilliant decision on his terms just because of, again, the offseason press he is going to get. I think he clearly saw, hey, if I could have a full year of Michael Penix, my numbers could be through the roof. Um, and, you know, he and I think, you know, he wanted to, he want he doesn't want to go out the way he wanted to go out. So uh, what a decision for him and what an a, a absolute monster of a keep. Yeah. All right. Let's do the uh, sports center silhouette player A player B thing real quick. Common opponent. Yeah. Common opponent. Okay. Player A, 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns. Player B, seven catches, 217 yards, three touchdowns. Who are these players? Did you just do Chris Olave from uh, Ohio State? I just did the Heisman Trophy winning Devontae Smith, Smith Devontae last Smith. night. And Ty Freifogel against the same corner. Dude, you know, you that, first, that first round draft pick, Sean Wade. Dude, he looks horrible. God, he's looked horrible all year. The dude, I, I'm going to get a lot of crap from this, from our listeners, all two of them. But because they know that my, my anti Sean Wade bias, I mean, He's just a kid. I mean, good for you, Bob. If you listen, I know you're probably a listener. Somebody in your family does, but um, good for you. I mean, you're going to get some some big money here in, in a couple so, months. So this, but... this, again, I've said it once God about Wade, and, and he had a really, really, really good year in 2019, and he rode that hype all year. As a nickel back, um, as a nickel, right? Yeah. Or as a yeah. slot corner, he doesn't take the number one receiver and Alabama it didn't matter who was matched up yeah, they, they played matchups I mean that was a brilliant coaching clinic yeah they put on yeah. Monday night uh but yeah again dude again Ty Fry and him oh God, him and Matthews and, and Marshall uh it's uh, Michael Penix has got to be drooling going into next year yeah all three games that he's going to play yeah, he'll he'll throw for a thousand yards in three games, and then we'll have to go back to Tuttle and you know screens Stop and it. shit. No, so. no way, no way, no way. Penix is playing the whole season. Has Ty, to. Ty, Ty is getting a thousand yards, a thousand yards, ten touchdowns next season. That's five games. Thousand yards, five touchdowns, in five games. That's fifteen touchdowns. Doesn't matter. Ty Fry for Heisman. Um. I already bet on Penix to win Heisman next year because he's 10,000 to one. And that's what Kevin from the office says. There's no, you know, if you have 10,000 to one odds, blah, 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 you got to bet him. I don't know what he says, but it's something like that. So I have to bet every time I see 10,000 to one. I think I threw like a dollar and I threw 10 on him. I'm about to be rich, bro. I don't know what you saw that on because I saw on DraftKings that he was 6,000 to one. Maybe it was a thousand. I don't know. It was, wow, six, it was 6,001. It's 6,001. 10,000. I'm going to show you right now. I'm going to show you and all the listeners. I'm going to show right, you. Well, well, you're looking up uh, okay. Penix Heisman odds, which is definitely should be another pod. I'm going to go into your opener about uh, if you can't beat them or steal them, 
um, Take uh, Ryder Anderson, which, you know, we just got done saying that, you know, defensive end edge rusher is the thing we need the most. He literally had a sack and a, a quarterback hurry against us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. That's all right. Well, then I'm doing the same thing because again, um, like Kevin said, if anyone gives you 10,000 to one odds, you take them. That's the quote from the office, by the way. Um, so yeah, I will do that immediately afterwards. Uh, go and throw uh, okay. five or 10 spot. You do but that yeah, right- while you're doing that Ryder. Let's look Ryder at his die. stats. Ryder die. That's right. Wait, how, why is it so he's, hard to get to stats on? He's, he's huge, man. He's a big boy. Six, six, two seventy five. That's an SEC body from Katy, I mean, Texas. A, Why do I know Katy, Texas? Dude, it's a it's a factory out of Houston. Um, That's it's, right. It, it is an absolute stud factory. I, there, I forget it. I, I read the article. Uh, Pigs did a great job. Um, they they named some of the studs that have come out of Katy, uh, Katy, Texas. Um, again, we don't have anyone close that can match that size um, on, on the defensive front. So uh, it's, it's just so huge uh, pun intended on a position of need, you know, Ty Fry is the biggest name, but no, you cannot bury uh, the writer Anderson addition. Yeah, I agree. I, I was pretty hyped about that coming in. Now I had to look him up and see kind of what we were dealing with, but this kid, I'm pretty sure it was the leading sack um, getter on Ole Miss, which this is going to sound like a hypocritical thing to say. Um, looked like a decent pass rushing defense against us, um, but you know, statistically all year was awful. Um, I just I can't get him to pull up. I don't know why. Maybe it's like broken or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what, what, what he did before doesn't matter because they were in a different kind of defense. And, you know, I, I don't know Ole Miss's uh, depth chart, but I know he's going to get a lot of run and he's going to get a lot of opportunity because our interior defensive line are going to swallow linemen. I love our interior defensive line. If, if we just don't have a guy that can beat a tackle one-on-one, this guy clearly can't. And it's very, very exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he slides right in as a starter. Um, I still can't get the stats. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped about this kid coming in for sure. Um, speaking of that side of the ball, any news on defensive coordinator? There was a lot of stuff, a lot of heat coming from. Uh, we wanted Kippen's brother, and Kippen's brother told us nah, son. Well, there was another somebody else. Um, gosh darn it, we're so prepared. I, I, for this uh, one. I I haven't heard much on the on the D coordinator uh, in Allen's press conference this week. He said it is the number one priority. Um, I think we we go external. I think if we were to go internal, that would have been queued up almost immediately. I didn't. I don't know the timeline of the Sheridan hire. I think it actually took until late January, early February to come out. So. Um, I think we still have a few weeks on the D coordinator front, but I think we're going external and, and I'm excited about that. I think that, I think it's going to be a decent sized name. I yeah. do. I mean, we're going, our number one guy was an NFL guy, um, which, which I think is, is smart. Yeah. I think it's going to be a decent sized name. And if that happens, if there's a big enough guy coming in, 
it kind of scares me um, just because it's, it's going to change the defense. They're not going to run his defense. Are they, you can't come in with your own defensive scheme and then just take over. No, no, it's, it's gotta be someone with a four, two, five, which was why uh, I think his name was Chris Kiffin uh, lanes Lane's younger brother. Um, he ran the four, two, five when he was at college. So it, it's gotta be someone who has at least some time with the four, two, five. Um, Cause yeah, we're, we're not changing schemes. We, we look at how many safeties we have on the roster. Look how few linebackers we have on the roster. We don't have the roster to be able to have that flexibility. We're built for a very specific defense. Um, so that's, that's definitely going to stay, but I'm glad you and I are on the same page where, you know, I think, I think Tom Allen has showed that, you know, he's an infectious coach. I think we've shown that we're on a team on the rise. Um, so yeah, I do. I do think we, we swing for the fences. Um, even if we get a few no's, that's fine. Um, you know, the, the, the old basketball adage is, you know, you're going to get a told no more than you're going to told yes. And that's a good thing because that means you're going after the right people. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, yep. anything you've got, uh, got lined up over there. Uh, again, I think, uh, you know, the two big names, uh, left are, are Micah and Jerome. I think Jerome is, is all but gone. Um, interior D lineman stats don't explode, you know, over a season. Um, so, and, and you just take such a beating down there in the trenches. I think, I think Jerome is not a lock, but you know, I'd be, I'll be surprised. I'll be Ty Fry surprised if Jerome comes back. Um, Micah, I think, you know, you had something, you know, when we were prepping for this saying he doesn't necessarily need to say he's coming back. Um, and it's been all quiet on that front. Uh, I think he, who would be more important coming back Ty Fry or Micah? That's a good question. I think Micah McFadden is the heart of that defense. That's the difference. I think Ty Fry is a great wide receiver. It may be the second best ever when it's all said and done at IU. But Micah McFadden is that's it, man. Without him out there, I don't feel I feel like who's gonna come in, who's gonna I mean, Cam Jones could take over that leadership like position. Miller. But I like James Miller. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's I don't think he's that leader. I mean, I don't know. He's still young. He's going into his junior year, right? Yeah. So he he's a good player. I just I don't see him as that dynamic play making game changing player that Micah McFadden is. But I think Micah McFadden also thinks there's unfinished business that he has. Yeah. Um, I don't think he likes, again, this is all conjecture. I've never talked to the guy. I'm never going to talk to the guy. Uh, but I, I think I, again, as the leader of the defense, I bet he wasn't happy with the bowl performance. Um, I bet he feels kind of snubbed um, versus some of the guys that got accolades over him. Um so I, I think I think he comes back with a lot of ammunition. Um, now I think he should go to the draft, but I'm predicting him to come back for all of those reasons. Yeah, we've talked about this on a couple other pods. I don't think he should go. I don't think he should go because I don't think that's a position that needs to go. I think he can make more of an impact. I think he can be a top, you know, one, two, or three All American first team all American or maybe second team all American. 
as a linebacker. I think he can make that top five top linebacker group as a finalist for that for that award. I think he's got some unfinished business nationally. Obviously, he's got some unfinished business at IU too. And I think he really cares. I think he really wants to stay and and make a difference. Um, but that's that's what I think. I'm usually wrong on that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, again, so it'll be a big week and we'll cover it next time. Do we have any uh, questions? We've got one question, but Woo. before we get to the question, a quick word from our sponsor. Today and every episode so far has been sponsored by the Monon Track Club. The Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State to craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. As a thank you to our listeners, they're offering customers 10% off their purchase. To learn more, check out monontrackclub.com and use our code LEO10 at checkout. The link will be in the show notes. Now, to the questions. Question. It's a tough one. It's a Ooh, really I'm ready. tough one. It comes from our friend, our friend Seth. Avid listener Seth. He tweets a lot. Let me tell you, that, that yeah. guy is active on Twitter. Yeah. You know, he's been he's been a great participant uh, to the show. So I went ahead and looked him up, gave him a follow, and you know, just 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 for props, I was gonna go like a few of his tweets. You know, give that little heart. And he tweets a lot. The guy is guy is active on, and and he he likes to get his opinions known. Seth, keep it up, man. You you were. Uh, you're you're an enjoyable follow let's hear let's hear what he's got so first off he's at twitter if you want to follow him he's on twitter at s-e-t-a-h-5 it's like seta five his question what football player from a movie would you want to transfer to iu it could be based off character position need or talent any football, not like obviously we're not going to take like Bugs Bunny or something, but a football movie. Fiction, yeah, and, and you can you can obviously be pro, right? Like just pretty much name my favorite football player from a movie and have him transfer in. Basically, yeah, yeah. Steeman Willie Beeman. Um, no offense to part, not no offense to Michael Penix, um, but could you imagine if we had the the running and throwing ability of Steeman Willie Beeman under center with the offensive weapons? that we have um, combined with that defense, uh, you know, we might only get beat by Alabama by 21. If, if we had Willie Beeman under center. Hear me out. And it's just because it's a need, I think for us, I know that we talked about how deep we were at tackle, but give me, give me all blindside, bub. Give me Michael Orr immediately. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, just, just throw them right in there. Sandra Bullock can can move up to to Bloomington with uh. uh what about Tim Billy? What about Billy Bob from Varsity Blues? You know, again, another another big lineman. You know, concussion issues. You yeah. know, obviously some concussion. I need a playmaker. Issues. I need a playmaker at tackle. I need somebody to take care of my of my Penix. You take care he, of my Penix. You do. He's going to take your care Penix of my Penix. Needs protection. Our Penix needs protection. Um, so no, Mike, Michael Orr is a good one. I don't know. Billy Bob was the only other 
fictional lineman I could think of. The other person, for some reason, I thought of was Nelly from the Longest Yard remake. And yeah. Again, just a, we don't have a scat back. We need a scat back. And that dude with no shoes. I don't know if they'll let him play with no shoes on. Well, um, who was who was the running back in the replacements? Um, rapper. Uh, hold on, pulling it up, pulling it up. You know who I'm talking about? I'm, I'm I'm, obviously I'm not. You know, you know what I Shane, think of a Shane Falco. That's the only Shane, person I could think Shane of. Shane Falco. Um, talking about no. The rap, like, is he a rapper in a movie? He's not a rapper in real life, is no, he? No, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of again any given Sunday. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I just, oh, now I need to find him. Um, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Okay, okay. I didn't think that you would forget his name, so I didn't throw it out there. But yeah, LL, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got to prepare for this question and just threw it on me because all, I'm like stuck on three movies. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any players from uh, Remember the Titans. Uh, I mean, our defense is pretty stacked. Uh, maybe can Sunshine. I, yeah, can the I take, the well, can I take Sunshine as a backup quarterback? Oh, nice. If Penix goes down, having Sunshine instead yeah. of uh, Tuttle time. He started as a backup quarterback, so... Like beginning of the movie Sunshine. I'll yeah. take that. I like that. All right. Great question. Keep them coming. So whoever the other listener is, go ahead and send in your, your question for next week. Next week's pod, by the way, is going to be a, a big one, I think. Not like a big one, like, oh, my gosh, you have to stop doing whatever you're doing and listening. But it's going to be a big one. Like there's going to be a lot of info, a lot of screaming at each other, probably stuff like that. Season in review is what it's going to be this amazing i'll save i'll save it i'll save it until later because i'm a little skeptical on everybody calling it the greatest iu season of all time but that's what we're going to talk about um other than that i'm out bro you got anything left i know as always michael elio elio buddy
Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.